Welcome to Life in Bites podcast, the place where you learn the art of finding your own rhythm because there is not such a thing like balance in life. I only believe in a good rhythm in your mind, body, emotions, relationships, soul, money and time. I'm Cristina Popescu, the voice behind Life in Bites podcast, wife, mother of three, mindset and holistic coach. And my only goal for you is to bring the information you need to get started, the motivation to keep you going and to cheer you up when you reach your goals. So please let me know in a comment or any other way. How can I serve you today and invite your friends over so we all grow and celebrate together? In today's episode, we have with us Saida. She's a coach. She does a lot of things. And welcome to Life in Bite, Saida. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Tell us about you, who you are, where are you coming from? Introduce yourself, please. I'm Zaida Silva Coronel. Uh, I'm 36 years old. And I'm a world citizen, I call myself, because I come from uh, uh, Cape Verde. I was born in Portugal, grew up in Spain, and at this moment I'm living in the Netherlands. <laughs> so you are colored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you ask me where I'm from, I don't know. <laughs> You're a Latin <laughs> in a structure of the Netherlands. Yeah, I'm a whole uh, mess. <laughs> but uh, next to that, I'm a transformation coach. I am a mother. Uh, I am a girlfriend <laughs> and I'm a dog owner <laughs> and what I do is I help uh, mostly what is my passion is to help women actually to discover themselves and to find and to see themselves in another view than the one that I look into themselves. Next to that I'm a reintegration coach so I help people who are out of their work because of illness or because they have had an accident or because of burnout etc. Yeah, to find their way back to society and to reintegrate again. And that's a, an important thing to do mm-hmm. because especially in the Netherlands, the burnout is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you grew up in Spain and Portugal. Yes. How is there? Is there any burnout <laughs> thing? Did you ever hear about that? Uh, not really. <laughs> I think that uh, the difference, I, I see also the difference in the culture. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, of the Netherlands and in Spain and Portugal. Spain and Portugal is more about the quality of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is about chill. You have in Spain the siestas, I think everybody knows. That is mostly about, okay, uh, take it easy, uh, live and connect with people. And here in the Netherlands, is from what I've seen, it's more about work, work, work. Yes. And afterwards come the rest. Yes. And it's also, uh, I'm asking you that because I'm Romanian and Spain, <laughs> Portugal, Italy, Italy and Romania, we mm-hmm. speak the same uh, kind of language, it's Latin. <laughs> and we in Romania, we don't have that burnout. And I hear so often lately because I have this Life in Bites podcast and it's about mental health and it's about quality of life. I hear, yeah, but those countries, those Latin countries are, are poor. But my question is, what is the price that we pay in the Netherlands? And you work in that price. Tell us, what is the price that we pay in the Netherlands in terms of work, 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 without family connection, without being together with people and have that human interaction and human connection? It's funny that you ask about that. I was talking yesterday with my boyfriend about it. Actually, the difference in the, in the culture. And what I've noticed is that, uh, okay, in the Netherlands, uh, a lot of people become ill because of the pressure that they have at work. Yeah. The pre- uh, a lot of people are lonely also in the Netherlands. You know, you may be at work and you may have connections with all of the people at work, but once you come home, you feel lonely. And that yes. is something that really is really heavy on people. 
and I think yeah it penetrates in all areas of your life exactly because loneliness mm -hmm. that tends to go in the, the deepest deep places mm -hmm. of who we are as humans and when we feel lonely I guess we just feel that we are worthless as humans not as somebody who works because we can be really yeah. good in work mm -hmm. and still when we close the door of the office as you said we just get to be alone yeah and how that impacts do you see that impact in your daily work yes of course because uh, all the people that I help let's say uh, a lot of people that I help are isolated mm -hmm. and uh, one of the things that I try to do to bring them back into society um, yeah and in and, and that yeah, in that way, I have to go deep in uh, to see their, so they find their identity, so they see they are worth. Yes. And once they see that they are worth, then they start to open up and they start to go in outside. Yeah. And when they, once they go outside is when they meet other people, when they are daring to make other connections. Because before that, they don't dare to go outside and to meet other people. And that is because of the, the core belief that they are not good enough in a society with so high standards? Yeah, I think that is why uh, they are so stressed and they continuously compete and compete and compete. Mm -hmm. And that is the difference with in Spain. I mean, uh, there are people in business, there are people also uh, broke, but mm -hmm. at the same time, they all go to a to a cafeteria and they drink a coffee and they talk to each other at without the same any, yeah, place, right? without any problem. Yes. And here it's like okay, really a lot of competition. But I don't see it only in work. I see it also in families. Yeah. And that is something. And and uh, at the end of the day, you you may have a family, uh, and I'm talking about siblings, for mm -hmm. example. Uh, they talk to each other. Uh, it's supposed to be a connection. But at the end of the day, you feel lonely because if you have a problem or something happens, you're not able to go there. Yeah. And yes. I mean, we are humans, so we are actually uh, people that we need to relate. We are built yeah. up to relate. <laughs> that is the main. <laughs> That's why work still exists, because people still get yeah, to connect yeah, with each other, yeah. right? And it's, it's so funny because when I interview people from uh, north part of Europe, let's say, from countries like Netherlands, Sweden, and those countries, it's such a big difference. And also what I see in Spain, Portugal, and Romania, and even Italy, we may struggle financially, but we never, ever, ever struggle if we have someone to take care of our children when we are ill. Yeah. That's not a question. Yeah. We always know that we have someone, there right? there is someone there, yeah. yeah. Someone has your back. Yeah. But here, if something happened, like, when I was depressed, for example, I was so alone yeah. and there was no one, yeah. no one. Yeah, and that is something that I see also in my daily work. Yeah. Uh, as a reintegration coach, I see uh, that from, uh, I have a lot of clients uh, that are Spanish, mm -hmm. Latin. Mm -hmm. I have clients that are from Portugal or Brazil mm -hmm. and they struggle also with that. Yeah. Because um, they try to make a point, they try to, to all the organizations here in the Netherlands, they try to talk, they don't speak the language very good. I know that one. So, <laughs> but it is really difficult to make a connection with the organizations yes. in that case. Because, uh, mostly, a human connection, yeah, right? a human it's connection. just a connection of and paper. And imagine how important it is when somebody has had an accident at work, or yeah. when somebody is ill and has to get used to 
to, to live in with something that yeah. they didn't have before. In a country they don't know. In a country they don't stuff. know. And then uh, in a country where they have worked only with their hands, actually really yeah. hard work, and now they're not able to do it again. And then mm -hmm. they speak to an organization and the organization doesn't understand anything and doesn't th show any empathy for mm -hmm. this person. Mm -hmm. So that is, uh, yeah, that is when they come to me and through me, Mm -hmm. They can out themselves to their organizations. Yeah. Because you hear their heart, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And we come over and over again in this podcast on from getting down from the head to the heart mm -hmm. and live out of from the heart. But in a country where you don't use your heart too much, <laughs> it's a thing to do. Tell me how you do that as a transformational coach. How I do that? Well, I first of all, I listen. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing that I've noticed because everybody that comes to me, they don't feel listened. Yeah. I had a man that came to me and he said, well, I'm coming because I'm, because they told me this organization that, that I need to come, mm -hmm. you know, that I have to come mm -hmm. actually. And then he sat down and he threw up everything mm -hmm. <laughs> that he had to say because I just said, ask him two questions yeah. and I was open to listen to his yeah. story and that is the first thing once they feel that they are understood yeah. uh, and they tell you what is their problem then from there on you can make your way into their hearts let's yes. say exactly. and you can make them see also that they still have that peace that the heart is there that is value that is worth and they are worthy even mm -hmm. if they lost their job they get an accident they got yeah. burned out their value doesn't change as humans. Indeed, indeed, yeah. Yeah. And we cannot find that without listening, isn't it? Not at all. It's just, uh, without listening, it's just uh, the head, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you help them out just by listening and make them speak. Yeah. And yeah. then they find their own solutions if they just have space. Definitely. To, uh, it is for me, as a coach, is listening and repeating what they say. Yeah. Because most of the time they talk, they talk, they talk, and they don't listen to themselves. But yes. if you repeat what they say, they say, oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, I had a, a woman also, she's 33 years old, actually. She's really young. And she was, uh, her self-confidence was really trashed because she was like, okay, I speak English. I speak Spanish. I speak Portuguese. I don't speak Dutch. And I'm here in the Netherlands and I don't know what to do. And then... Uh, I'm ill and, uh, and and they keep putting me here, putting me there and you know and I had only one conversation with her and she she said I've never felt so hurt yes. in my life. Yes. I, I feel like and she said at the end of the conversation, like I feel like I know I can do this, I can continue, I can uh, you know, and I'm I'm I have the trust in myself that I can really reintegrate now. Yes. Because previously I didn't. That's really important. I was struggling for five, almost five years to find my way in the Netherlands mm -hmm. because of the same problem. Mm -hmm. I speak English and I speak Romanian, but I don't speak Dutch. Mm -hmm. Even if I understand, when I have to write, I can do it. But when I have to speak, it just mm -hmm. doesn't go. And I had that feeling of being trapped. Yeah. It's, it's the feeling that you, you don't know where to start. I was talking yesterday with, with Natasha and... We were talking about, okay, let's show them how, how, because that is everything we need to do, right? How? Yeah. yeah. And when you work with women, because you said um, you work with women, and my heart is in women empowerment and women rights, mm -hmm. 
in a healthy way because those you know can be taken to extremes but when you work with women do you see any patterns in the way they think for example take someone who um, doesn't have a job here um, something happened do you see any patterns in the way they think and mindset yeah it goes immediately to the self-confidence mm-hmm. that, that goes immediately down so you have to start from there building up Mm-hmm. Uh, in my case, yeah, I have two things. So I have my passion indeed, the women empowerment. Mm-hmm. So there are women in the Netherlands uh, that are that have a life in the Netherlands, let's say. Mm-hmm. And then I have the women that I have for my reintegration. Mm-hmm. And the ones of the reintegration, the pattern that you see is that they are really, when they get sick, mm-hmm. they are hardworking women. Yes. that have been working all the time since they came into the Netherlands, but they forgot about learning the, the Dutch. They didn't yeah. forget about it. They couldn't they because they had to work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And they keep on, let's say, going back to that moment when uh, when they were working, when they were capable of doing everything that they could, and, and now they can't. So mm-hmm. there is a frustration there. And there is always a frustration in all the paths, in all the steps that they have to follow, you know, mm-hmm. that... They, they they just don't feel confident about it. They just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. They don't know about the Dutch society, as you said. Yes, and it's so complicated. And it looks like simple, but yeah. it's so complicated and layered it off. It is, because I've been living now in the Netherlands for 20 years. I came when I was 16. Mm-hmm. And it was really difficult for me uh, yeah. to... Uh, yeah, I was a teenager. I left all my friends in uh, in in Spain, so I I had to get used to a new language. Um, but the thing is that my parents also didn't speak the language too good, so mm-hmm. I had to take over. Yeah. So even if I didn't want to, I had to learn, and that helped you a <laughs> lot. Yeah, and that uh, at the end that helped me because now I speak of course Dutch. But still, after that, I had in my mind my Dutch is not good enough. Yes. You always feel that you are not good enough for the mm-hmm. Dutch society. I don't know yeah. why, but that is. And when I was studying, I studied. I started studying a Dutch study, international mm-hmm. business, uh, in Dutch. Mm-hmm. And I felt continuously that thing that I'm not good enough because the rest of the people speak Dutch, mm-hmm. and I don't. So I had something like, okay, I'm back. I'm in the back, you know, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then I decided, okay, I'm going to change to an English major. Mm -hmm. And then I felt like, okay, I'm equal to everybody. Yes. And then your mindset switched, right? Immediately. Yeah. I think one, I was thinking yesterday why I don't really try hard to speak Dutch because I I taught myself English. So Mm -hmm. when I came here, I couldn't. (laughs) And I was thinking why I don't do that with Dutch? Because I realized last night, <laughs> slash evening, that my dream is to create English-speaking environment yeah. for women mm-hmm. to feel safe, even if you don't speak Dutch. Mm-hmm. It's because of what you just said, that feeling of not being good enough. Mm-hmm. And I really want to change that. It's like, if a language defines us, if we are good enough, mm-hmm. that was the point. Yeah. What's the point? Because mm-hmm. Dutch is just a language for the Netherlands. Yeah. When English, it's an international <laughs> language. It's yeah. Romania is just for Romania. It's Spain, yeah. Spanish for Spain. Even Spanish is bigger than Netherlands, you know? <laughs> but why do we have this self-limitation with the language? I don't know. And I really want to I, change that. 
I I don't know, but what I know is that I worked at a bank, at the ABN Ambro. I did work at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Mm-hmm. So those are not places that you come in when you don't speak Dutch. And mm-hmm. for me, I, I did apply for those jobs. And even though I had in my head, my Dutch is not good enough. Mm-hmm. But once I... Um, but one of the courses that I did uh, a couple of years ago was NLP. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I did NLP, that was one of the limiting beliefs that I had continuously in my head. My Dutch is not good enough. Yeah. And, one, and, and in one exercise, one of the, of the fellow uh, students, let's say, he said, like, uh, Zaida, you think your Dutch is not good enough, but you forgot about that the Dutch is the fourth language that you speak. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he said, like, and most of the people in, in the Netherlands, they speak only two languages. Or one? Yeah, or one. <laughs> and you speak four languages, and the last one that you learned was Dutch. Yes. And, and you somehow yeah. limit yourself. Limit yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see any change needed in this? Because we are not the only one. We have this conversation now. We, we got to this point somehow. But I feel like there are a lot of listeners who need to hear that. Mm-hmm. If they live in any country, they don't belong, mm-hmm. let's say, or it's not their uh, mother country. Why do we let this language put us down so much? And how can we change that? Let's say in the Netherlands. How can we change this limitation that is imposed in the same time and self-imposed it's kind of the societies that pressure us every time i remember when i was depressed and i was having postpartum depression mm-hmm. and the first thing that i was told oh you are depressed because you don't speak dutch i just delivered the baby wow that doesn't have to do anything with that yeah, yeah. i just Amazing. released the baby in the world wow and that was my my waking up moment when i promised myself that i will do whatever it takes to break that because if you don't hear people with mental health struggles because they don't speak the language i couldn't get help because i didn't speak the language and i have to drag myself out of depression by myself that's why i'm a stress management coach right now and holistic coach but that's not fair Mm-hmm. And what if other people cannot do that and just jump out of the bridge? Because I was close. Yeah. And do you think it's possible to change this pattern? You as a coach, two it's kind of coach. definitely possible to How? change. But you need to set up a movement. People need to feel supported. Yeah. People need to see that they are not the only ones going through this. And that once you go through it, that you're able to see, okay, you know... Uh, Oh, my na- my Dutch is not good enough. I still have this thing that people correct me when I speak Dutch because I have an accent. Or they speak louder yeah. because they think you are there. Yeah. And, and and I'm like, okay, you know, I, I don't care. And the thing is, when I speak Dutch, I can use more difficult words than anybody else because I'm coming from... You pushed yourself to learn more. No, right? but not even, but I, I come from... From Spain, I have all these difficult words in yeah. Spanish language, mm-hmm. and some of the words can be literally uh, translated to Dutch. You know, some of the Dutch words come from Latin also. Yep. And then I use some words that people don't even understand. So it's like, but then I speak Dutch, and then they correct me in something little. That yes. So that is also something that you have to go through, and I I think yeah, people have to. Uh, feel supported in that way like okay don't let them mess with your head <laughs> yes <laughs> at that point yes because yes, yeah true. it is 
it is really difficult to go through it alone and mm -hmm. i understand indeed your position and i don't understand the person that told you like okay i'm depressed because <laughs> i don't speak dutch i mean the, uh... the beauty part is um <laughs> is that works in mental health like i do now and it's mm -hmm. so funny <laughs> sometimes i have to really help myself to not say nothing about that time mm -hmm. but i realize it's not it's not her fault Mm -hmm. It's just the system. Yeah. And it's yeah. funny now looking at the Dutch government mm -hmm. that the system failed the government. And mm -hmm. I think we are in a, in a moment when we need to, like you said, start a movement. Yeah. And I know some statements can be triggered for mm -hmm. that society, but it's not just about the Netherlands, it's about everything. But we live here and yeah. we, we deal with that in yeah. every day. And I think it's about time to start a movement to create a safe exactly. place for people to I be mean. people. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, I was just asked to do a project for women empowerment, and I'm really looking. If you as a listener, you have any idea, please feel free and write me, because it's needed a project to be creative that was never done to empower women and protect women's rights. Mm -hmm. And when I went in, into that, it was everything about abortion, but that's not the single part of it. No. Human. Women's rights is like to go and find a job when you have three kids yeah. without asking you if you have kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because if you have kids, you don't get the job. It goes. And what I realized, it's like we need a safe place mm -hmm. to, to be, just be. And then imagine the society. <laughs> it will be, isn't it? Yeah. And for, at least for our children, it's mm -hmm. worth it, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. How do you see this movement going? Well, when I, it would happen. I wish I was in this movement. <laughs> I wish it already happened, it. actually. <laughs> I wish it already happened, actually. I wish it was here when I came to the Netherlands, when I was 16. Yeah. You know, from that age, even, uh, that, that you're trying to, to find yourself. And uh, But yeah, I think that the first and foremost thing that, that women need is to, to really see their identity see yeah. whom they are and own it and own it definitely own it yeah don't let because, this because, be changed because if i uh wasn't self-confident as i am yeah i i wouldn't sit here at my job and, and let other people say like okay uh make fun of something that i said yeah. you know then i will go home every day and cry yeah <laughs> i guess yes but now it, but that is not not the case. I I say yeah, whatever, <laughs> you yeah. know. And uh, and sometimes I even say and remind myself, and I say it. I'm like, well, I speak four languages. How many do you speak? Exactly. <laughs> you, know? Exactly. So. you know what? It's amazing with the kids. My mm -hmm. kids speak three languages, and they when wow. somebody corrects them, they own their identity. That they is own the most it. important thing. And yeah. I realize something: when we don't own our identity as women, we raise kids without owning their identity. Our children, yours and mine, will always be not Dutch, right? Mm -hmm. Even if they grow up here, they yeah. speak perfect Dutch. Mm -hmm. So the problem is not the language. Mm -hmm. If we go deep, it's not the language, it's owning who we are. Yeah, so yeah. I think when we manage to empower women to own mm -hmm. who they are, whatever country they come, mm -hmm. or even if they are not Dutch, yeah. because I've seen so many Dutch women don't owning that Dutch thing in a healthy way, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we know it can be owned different <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if we don't own that identity we raise children without identity and yeah. just imagine those children will lead us when we are old mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that really scares me if we don't pay attention to 
the society we have now, especially women, because we spend so much time with them, especially in yeah, lockdown. Yeah, I, I believe women are the centerpiece yeah. of, uh, of your fam- of a family. And society uh, and, and the world. And, and, and the, yeah. yeah. So that, that means everything. <laughs> but uh, I, I mostly grow up uh, people telling me like, okay, the man is uh, the head of the household. Mm-hmm. And once my mother told me, uh, yeah, men are the head of the household, but women are the neck. Women, yeah, they turn around the, the head, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, for me, it's women first because you you wear so many hats. Yeah, you you work outside. You are a mother. You are a wife. You are a daughter. You are a niece, a sister, and yeah. a, a friend. And with everything you do, you are you maintain yourself busy with it. Yeah. If you are not uh, filling your cup like they say, yeah. and letting it overflow. If you are not self-confident about who you are, mm-hmm. if you are not happy, what is going to happen with the rest? For yeah. me, that was the breakthrough also when I had my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at my daughter and I said, like, and I, I was in a situation where I felt locked, locked down, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was looking at my daughter and I said, well, I'm her example. I, yeah. I, I am the one she's going to be looking at yep so i need to be powerful i need to show who i am from within yeah you know and and really show my identity show and be proud of it be proud of who you are that's really important you know yeah and uh, and that way empower my daughter to see okay oh my mother did this or that and yeah and yeah. now she's able to, she's five years old, but you already see her standing. You already see her making decisions. You already see, okay, I'm not less and I'm not more than anybody. I am who I am. And yeah. that's it. And I, I've seen that with my daughter more than with my boys. Mm-hmm. Because my boys just have that ownership of who they are. Like mm-hmm. they, they just present themselves. I am Popescu. And I look at my <laughs> daughter. She said, I am Elisa. Hmm. Sometimes we as women we inherit that thing. Mm-hmm. And then I realized one day, um, my I asked my daughter, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And she said, "Just like you, mom, and stay at home." Mm-hmm. I was no, 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 no. You got wrong that part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in I'm in the searching mode. And she asked me a few weeks ago, "Mom, are you done with searching your place in the Netherlands? Because I think you found it." Oh wow! <laughs> she noticed. Mm-hmm. All those struggles, she noticed it, and then mm-hmm. that was my wake up really, moment. Yeah, they see us really sensitive. Yeah. They really, yeah. if I look to my daughter, also, she's so highly sensitive. Yeah, and it's uh, everything that she feels that I'm irritated, of mm-hmm. if she feels that I'm sad, of she feels it. She mirror you. She knows exactly how I feel or whatever. And she comes and give me a hug and she's five years old. Yes. So I'm like, wow, you know? So, and, and she's owning her, that also her intuition. Yeah. So she said, oh, mama feels dead. So let me give her a hug. Yes. You know, I didn't tell you anything, but you just You're noticed living. it. You know, so that is also a growth moment for me mm-hmm. that I see, okay, Use more your intuition, be yourself, be your authentic self, mm-hmm. you know, because she's looking at me and yeah. she's my mirror. If I, if I yell, she yells. Yep. <laughs> you, you Louder know? than you. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, uh, yeah, and that is really important. So also 
to make it worldwide, this kind of things that women that are moving around in different countries mm -hmm. because of the situation that you are in, that you cannot stay in your own country or yeah. that you don't want to stay in your own country. Yes, and yeah. that's, that's perfectly yeah. fine to move yeah. from country to country. Um, I really dream of, of the day when we can move from country to country and own ourselves. Yeah. So when someone comes to you mm -hmm. and you see this, you know those problems and you see manifesting in mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. someone's life. So you start li listening yeah. and then what is the next step that you do? Mostly I confront them with, uh, but uh, in, a, in a really smooth, simple way, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I think I have that from birth. <laughs> I'm able to uh, to make them see to to let them see the other side of the of the coin. Mm -hmm. Let's say mm -hmm. uh, because, for example, this girl of 33, she came and she told me like, okay, I don't speak Dutch. I don't know. I'm not gonna get a job. My English is not good enough. <laughs> yeah, so many things. Yeah. And and then I turn the corner around and I say like. You are now in Spain dealing with your mother that is ill. You live in the Netherlands. You have lived in the Netherlands for a couple of years. You, you've made it, you know? You send me your CV. It looks amazing. You speak English. You speak Spanish. You speak Portuguese. So I try to turn around and to let people see, look how, what you have. Yeah. You know? Mostly you take it for granted. But, you know, every little breath that you have every morning that is already something you are here so yeah. that means that you need to do something that you are here for something yeah so i try to uh, to turn that around so that it's a little bit of crushing their limiting beliefs let's mm -hmm. say it mm -hmm. um and then after that they start to see a little bit they they, they become a little bit conscious of of who they are actually and, and who they are forgetting that they are actually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and once that starts happening then they start seeing yeah the future brighter yes. let's say yes. and from there on they start to say okay I need to do that or that w what do I need and that is the moment that I come in and that I support you in with the tools let's yes. say with the with the skills with the network that I have in order to to give you the next uh, opportunity that you're looking for. And it's fine if you don't see the entire road. You just need to see the next meters. The next step. Yeah. yeah. It's the next step. And for me, it's not even for me seeing the next step. Because if you come in, I see your potential. Yeah. You know? But for yourself seeing your next step. Yeah. That is the, that is the most important. That you know that, okay, you know, uh, nobody's at the end of the road. <laughs> Otherwise, yes. you wouldn't be here. Life is just a process. Yeah. Enjoy the process. Yeah. You know? It's one step at a time, one bite yeah. at a time. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah. And some, what I've seen in my life and others' life, it is so easy to forget what we have when we are trapped in those negative yeah. life yeah, settlements. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we need someone to just borrow us their eyes. Like I had today mm -hmm. a conversation yeah. and I told a friend, I need you to borrow me your eyes for a few <laughs> hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, and mm -hmm. that is what sometimes is the only thing you need to do, just to show them the next the next step. Mm -hmm. And then what? After you listen, confront, mm -hmm. show them another side, then yeah. what? And then uh, we start work what they need, of course. Mm -hmm. Then uh, you have an A to B. <laughs> A is where you are right now. B is where you're going to be. Mm -hmm. Because now your mindset has changed mm -hmm. a little bit. 
and then we continue empowering of course that uh, the, the change of mindset but at the same time we take action yes action and is really important yes indeed because we live now in a in a environment where we can find any kind of information at yeah. a one click distance yeah we are info obese i call yes, it exactly <laughs> but then we miss the skills how mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. it's like an echo everywhere it's how and there yeah. you come as a ch- as a coach yeah. just show how yeah. exactly and reinforce the mindset because if reinforce, you let it there keep yeah otherwise yeah. Uh, it's lost in the next meeting <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah we keep reinforcing and with every step that you take so uh, you take action of course they mm-hmm. take action and uh, if they need my support I'm there mm-hmm. and with every step uh, of course that comes a, a step back because yes. they they feel that uh, the grow growth moment so mm-hmm. There is where I am for accountability, mm-hmm. for support to Just stay there. push a little bit more. Yes, to push, <laughs> to kick in the butt. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was talking with a friend, we delivered, um, it, since we are friends, we delivered three babies, one mm-hmm. mine and two uh, herself. Mm-hmm. And we said, sometimes with people, we just need to push the last push before the baby comes. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, that is beautiful. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> I think that a lot of women will understand that. Yes, <laughs> that's the language that we speak, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a beautiful. It's a beautiful way of living because it's the way you live. You study business and then you go through the coaching. Tell to people that listen because I hear so many times you're a coach. You don't have a real job. What would you say about that? As someone who studies business and is a coach, is it coaching a real job? Coaching is a, is a real passion, it's a real need in the world. <laughs> and it is and it, a it is, job. It is, you can call it a job because, um, but yeah, they say always when you do something that you love, it's not a job. It just, yeah. uh, for me, it, it comes from within to be yeah. a coach. It comes from within to help somebody else reach that next step. Yeah, and does it get paid as a job or as a business? Because <laughs> that's the question. I and need to survive. Yeah. <laughs> so coaching, no, it's a passion. It gets, it's yeah. something that's changed if lives. It, yeah, if you believe, if you, uh, yeah, a lot of people see coaching as a as a fairy tale, maybe exactly. But um, if you want to really reach results in your life, mm-hmm. most of the time you need a coach. Yes. For me, I have an example. I, I was trying to, to lose weight. I've been trying to lose weight for many years. And uh, I lose, it comes back on, and lose, it comes back on. And uh, after working with my mindset and really discovering why I needed to lose weight, that it wasn't about losing weight, but it wasn't about becoming fit, becoming energetic, and all mm-hmm. these things. Then after that, I realized, okay, now that I know why, how do I do it? And yes. then, uh, and with that coach, I was able to uh, to lose the weight that I and yes. I feel confident and feel strong and yep. you know and really portray what I had inside yep. into the outside. So basically, if you want to achieve anything in your life, yeah. you need a coach in that piece yeah. of life. Yeah, because yeah. of course you can be an expert in something in life, yep. but you're not an expert in everything. Yes, you know. I, I'm just thinking of of the high-achieving world people like yeah. presidents and 
mm-hmm. high performance they have sportive. several coaches exactly they have <laughs> for everything <laughs> exactly that's why they are successful mm-hmm. isn't it yeah that's yeah. why they are so successful yeah. um this morning getting my kids in uh, in school and hearing my my son telling me that but you already have a job <laughs> saves life you just yeah. need a contract for it yeah, that's, that's that wakes me up so because yes, I do work in health. That's the drive, mental that's health. the trigger from. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, then, that's then amazing. I realized coming back from from school, my business, my coaching business, do save lives, mm-hmm. and our coaching businesses do save lives, and especially from suicide, mm-hmm. because when we meet people on the edge, mm-hmm. we really, yeah. really pull them back. Yeah. just grab them yes. and show them the way that can, there can be something else. Yeah, And not only that way, but also those people help other people. Yes. So yes. It, is, uh, it is a ripple effect. Exactly. Once you change, you help somebody, someone to mm-hmm. change their life, yeah. they will infect, let's say, in a good way, yeah. others yeah. for sure. Yeah, and, and imagine in our case where we are, uh, where our passion is uh, women empowerment. Yes. So it is really a ripple effect. If, yeah. if I'm, I have more self-confidence, my kids will have more self-confidence. Yeah. My men will have more self-confidence. Yeah. They will feel and amazing and their environment will yeah. feel amazing. And that, and that goes on. So yes. Yeah, it is. Uh, but also in business, for example, you have a business coach. Uh, yeah, your results will change. Yes. Your income, your uh, you, performance. Yeah, your performance, but also your revenues that yes. you will get from your uh, from your business will yeah. be higher. So yes. Yeah, and that goes, of course, with the price for the coach. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and what is the biggest takeaway from your experience as a coach, as a mother, as a woman? Mm-hmm. So what are your biggest biggest takes away? Why do you do what you do? Why do I do it? Yeah, it's a calling. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> what do I do? What I was you do? born coaching? It is, it is uh, since I was little. I had this passion for helping people, mm-hmm. uh, and I had this thing that people came to me for help. So I don't know why, but I was like showing it. I don't know. <laughs> it was written on your forehead. I think so. I think so. But um, I I tried other things. I mm-hmm. uh, I did one year of psychology because that was the thing that I wanted to be since I was little. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped and I started doing uh, business. Mm-hmm. And then I worked in in a commercial world, let's say. And but there was this thing always uh, pushing me from inside, like okay, uh, get out of I, it. I, I want to help people. I want to. This is yeah. the the thing that I want, and I guess it came with my own transformation. Mm-hmm. You know, finally you you are somebody who is continuously learning and continuously learning in personal development, and yeah. you transform yourself, and then you are able to see also that other people need need help that way. When you transform, you see the struggles that others yeah, have. Yeah. Then you cannot help yourself to not walk in and help. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was for me. Uh, yeah. And that is why I went from a job at the foreign affairs to, to coaching. Yeah. And what is your dream? At the end of the day, month mm-hmm. and year and life, what is your dream to achieve with as coach? My dream is uh, uh, to create a platform, and I'm already busy with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name is Mastering Vida. 
mm-hmm. uh, mastering as in mastering and Vida as in life. Mm-hmm. And um, my dream is to help women love better, connect deeper and live happier. Amen. Yeah. That sounds perfect. That is the uh, platform <laughs> mastering Vida. Yeah. Yes. That is, and with loving better, I mean loving yourself better. Yes, definitely. You know, um, with connecting deeper, uh, it is about your relationships that you have. Uh, mm. Connections are all, for me, love and connections is everything. Yes. And if we don't do it right, because we are afraid and we mm-hmm. don't trust, we just keep connection at the surface, yeah. it will blow up in mm-hmm. one way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So love yourself better, connect deeper. Yeah. So as and, a result, you live and happy. So, live happy, as you see. Here we have the formula of happiness. Love, connect, happy. Where can people find you? On Instagram? Where can people find find me on Instagram uh, at Mastery Vida? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's it actually (laughs) for the moment. We will have the uh, information below because you only use Instagram because you create the platform there, right? At, at so this moment, I have Instagram, uh, I'm sorry, on Facebook, and mm-hmm. uh, my website is in the making. So www.masterinvida.com. Perfect. So we can find you there. Mm-hmm. So if you click on the, uh, if you as a listener, you click on the website and you don't find her yet, wait. <laughs> she will come up yes. soon. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so for much. having me. It's such a blessing to see that we are not alone. Yeah. And as someone yeah. who went through so many situations and so many transformations, it's hope to see that we can do it. Definitely. So every woman that is listening to this, of everybody that is listening to this, yes. actually, worldwide, uh, know that we are here. Yes. Yeah. And any question you have, every uh, struggle you have, just contact us. We are here to listen and we are here to guide you in whatever way you need. Mm-hmm.